on for a rousing episode of the Community Call Podcast. We want to thank you for being part of the show wherever you are across America and across the world. Uh, we want to start out tonight with our episode of the Community Call, and we want to talk about the blue wave rising. We're also going to talk about the people versus Trump and the public in- impeachment hearings. And I'm going to tell you something, folks, what some stunning, stunning, stunning information coming out of the impeachment hearings. Um, the president is in deep trouble, and I mean in deep enough trouble where it's troubling on on both sides of the aisles. People are talking about this on so many levels right now, and the way things are going, I don't think things are going to change at any time soon. Um, we had somewhat the president tweeted out informate tweeted out something that was intimidating to the previous witness. And this this whole thing is disastrous on so many levels. And I think the president didn't have any recollection that what he was doing was compromising his own his own defense, I think. And so there there is no room for error in this um uh, this past week we we had so many revelations come about and so now uh as we move into a new week with new with new witnesses coming forward we're going to hear even more um uh, we also want to mention to you guys that Roger Stone was convicted on all counts um and so now here we are uh, with what is probably the inevitable is going to happen to the president if things work out the way I think they are. Now, um, one thing I will discuss with you guys, and and just to be honest with you, we we have we have taken this we have taken this measure of of what's going on. Uh, with the impeachment process and watch what's happening with elections across the country that are being held. We we flipped we flipped Kentucky. We flipped Louisiana wasn't flipped. It stayed Democratic. We flipped Virginia. And there are several other races that are going on at the same time as this impeachment inquiry is taking place in Washington, D.C., um, what I want to do is bring in our senior panelist, Michael, and we want to we want to share with you guys our opinions on some of these things. Um, we we do have an outline for tonight, um, and we're going to uh, bring Michael in now. Michael, good evening. How are you doing, sir? Evening, good buddy. Doing okay. A little bit chilly here in New York City. Feels more like January instead of November. I guess what's going on in D.C. is a chilling effect nationwide. <laughs> you better believe it. The same thing is happening here in South Carolina. We had we had a, a rainy, rainy two-day weekend here. It cleared out this evening, and we had beautiful, clear sky here, but the temperature says otherwise. Um, it's, it's pretty chilly in Washington, D.C., too, my friend, and, and things are not looking the greatest there in nope. Washington, D.C., 
Uh, one thing I will say is that uh, the president has did some things that are unbecoming of a president. How do you feel? How do you feel about the text message uh, to to the to the to one of the primary witnesses for the Democrats in this? And it, it, it wasn't good, Michael. Um, a lot of a lot of people talking about that was witness tampering. What do you What are your thoughts on that? Oh, you've been a naughty, naughty boy, Donny boy. Listen, mm. straight up, it's criminal. It's totally against the law. It's been stated so many times in these congressional hearings, even before we went into the impeachment inquiry um, status, that right, it right. is illegal, unlawful, and a high crime to be intimidated witnesses, witness intimidation, witness tampering. And yes. this was and this was when Miss Yovanovich an issue that she was making very clear of. And then Trump this after forty eight hours of claiming he doesn't know much about Yovanovich. He assumes that he's a she's a nice lady, doesn't know what the problem was, but there was issue in which he what he claims he wasn't um, very much clear of, the first thing I said to my mind was, if you're not sure about it, why did you answer to begin with? See, I knew he was lying then, and then all of a sudden, while she's giving testimony, here mm-hmm. comes the tweet, and remember what I kept saying, and you kept saying it also, Murray, the tweets are public, and how yes. evident is that? When as soon as he sent that tweet to intimidate Ms. Jovanovich, once again, this was while she's giving a sworn testimony right in Congress, and at no time did Adam Schiff, the chairman, waste and bring that issue up and put it on record of what Trump just did, and then was asking her for her uh, response. Now, I right, gotta tell right. you. And now I got to tell everybody that these impeachment hearings are very, very long. Some people have decided to resort to their favorite media outlets to get the um, to get the updates, to get the bread and butter instead of going for a whole meal. And there's some media outlets that have had their little biased slants, if you want to use that term, but. You know, only thing you're going to get are the highlights and not the full meal. I have taken upon myself to DVR these hearings before going out to my work. So it's a good six hours plus, and I'm still in the midst of watching the whole thing in general so I could see exactly what goes on unedited, of course. I have not yet gone to... Ms. Jovanovich's testimony at whole yet, but I did see the news reports, and the news reports are pretty in, um, cooperative with one another as to how she was totally victimized by Trump in the most heinous fashion. And I got to say, Trump has really uh, made it clear he does not care about the law nor the Constitution, does not care about the rules, does not care about who he jeopardizes, and he's going to come off saying, I got my First Amendment rights, I got my free speech. Hello, free 
speech is does not protect um, statements that have degrees of criminality. You still right. committed a crime of witness intimidation and jeopardizing this lady's safety and well-being as well as her family's. If anybody doesn't believe that, look what Michael Cohen had said. He's male. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and, uh, right, right. So now he goes attacking a female as well. You cannot, you cannot ignore this stuff. You cannot defend it. And it baffles me, Murray, how these Republicans are still saying the president did nothing wrong. I want to know right offhand. I know everybody listening is going to wind up asking the same question. Either these Republicans have been, quote, forced to show loyalty to Trump or else and kind of like a mob mafia um, organized crime kind of threat, which makes you wonder why um, Trump is coming up with this term of the people that are never Trumpers. You know, or let me add this part. Let me add this one part. Either it's that or some of these Republicans are part of the Trump mob mafia-like style. It's got to be some kind of explanation after all that has been uncovered, and it's still with the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil garbage. It's troubling. But, but the thing about this whole situation, and we're talking about Marie Yovanovitch, everyone, and mm-hmm. she is the third witness to publicly testify in the House impeachment investigation of President Donald Trump. Ivanovich was removed in May as U.S. ambassador to Ukraine and Kiev after the president allies complained that she was undermining efforts to pressure Ukraine to investigate Trump's political rivals. And, and, and so uh, this whole thing is getting out of hand, especially with the president uh, tweeting out during, during the live hearings and so Adam Schiff, who is who is the chairman of the uh, of the of the um, of the of the uh, foreign foreign affairs uh, of 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 this, and it's making it that much more difficult. Um, he came out. Uh, he's in. Yes, he's he's a, he's the chairman of the intelligence committee. Thank you, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. This this whole this whole situation. Is 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 unbecoming of of a president who is who is the focal point of this of this in, in, uh, inquiry. Um, one thing that I did, um, one thing that that kind of is befuddling to me is no one stopped the president from tweeting. He's continuing to do it long after during the hearings, after the hearings, before the hearings. Um, also coming from coming from headlines, everyone. The second U.S. official heard Trump call with Southland, a second U.S. embassy staffer in Kiev, overheard a cell phone call between Trump and his ambassador to the European Union, Gordon Southland, and discussing a need for Ukraine officials to pursue investigations. And this came from the Associated Press, everyone. So, Michael, what do you think of these things? That what do you think of these recent developments? Oh God, it's it can seem so doggone speechless, you know. But the gentleman that you're speaking of is George Kent, 
And I got to give it up to Mr. Kent and to um, Ambassador Taylor because they both made clear, especially Mr. Taylor, that their testimony is in no way, shape, or form favoring one side or the other to give um, advantage to one side or the other. Only thing they're doing is reporting and testifying to the facts as they and they're only there to tell the truth, and they were only there because they've been under subpoena. And it made it very clear, the Republicans, and once again, here they go again with just putting the spins about um, these witnesses testifying to hearsay and not having any evidence to back things up. I give um, Representative Quigley, I believe his name is, the Democrat. He brought forth the fact that Time and time again, you have these witnesses that are requested to show up and provide um, documents and evidence. They don't comply. You sent them a subpoena, and they still don't comply, especially when they say under orders from Mr. Trump. So Mr. Quigley brought that forth and put it on record, saying well, these Republicans that want to complain that there's nothing but hearsay this and hearsay that, but then you got a president that is pretty much contributing and causing this so-called hearsay and how much people forget that there are special circumstances under case laws that have been in court cases, exception to the hearsay rule, and what's happening here would definitely fall under that. So it's either you're going to produce the documents or the people that know what's going and testify to that um, nonetheless, just to get it on the record. You're either going to allow the documents and the evidence to come forth, or you're going to keep your mouth shut and let the people testify as to what they know. You know, well, you got to pick well, a in my, well, Well, in my opinion, I just think this whole situation is just uh, uh, one, more, one more nail in the coffin, I think, and I th- as we move into this. Uh, what we want to do, everyone, we want to share what what Michael had to say in reference to this. He says the People versus Trump public impeachment hearings the past week saw impeachment inquiry hearings going public and televised with just two days of these hearings, and these three witnesses appeared and were and their testimony were, and the evidence support a warrant of, of the impeachment of Donald Trump, as well as the further call for a removal from office. Thus, major problems for President 45 on day one, which we saw last Wednesday. He had an ambassador, William Taylor, and his colleague, George Kent, describing Trump's efforts to get the Ukraine to probe former VP and potential presidential challenger, Joe Biden. Uh, During the two-day witnesses, uh, chronologically, and chronologically of these Ukraine issues, Rudy Giuliani's name was often mentioned as one key person of interest and heavily involved in the matter, just as was the case on in day two last Friday, where Ambassador Marie Yalovich uh, and now former Ukrainian envoy testified on how she was ousted by Trump after, after she became a victim of a smear campaign. And uh, it was orchestrated by him and crafted by Giuliani. Thus, after having done anything wrong uh, or 
unlawful, but during her testimony, she came in unexpected, unthinkable, as Trump laid out an intimidated, intimidated tweet attack in Yelanovich, which Chairman Adam Schiff wasted no time um, seizing as evidence and putting it on on record addressing it with Yelanovich and inquiring her response to um, to it, where many saw a clear-cut case of witness intimidation and witness tampering, a clear criminal act, and undisputed impeachable offense. Meanwhile, GOP, after all that have occurred thus far, continue with their scripted commentary. President Trump has done nothing wrong, nothing unimpeachable. How much time, how much trouble is Trump in now, and what the GOPs who continue to defend him and deny uh, and deny the ever increasing damning evidence and case against him? Is there more to the GOP's staunch defense of Trump other than part of the loyalty? Refer to Trump characterizing witnesses and opposers as a Never Trumpers. So, Michael, this, this was your statement, and what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on on this? Because it's, to me, it sounds like you're convinced that the president tampered with the witnesses, and he's intimidating the witnesses to some degree. So, how do you feel about that? I was quite sure of it from the um, from the people that have commented and have complained about it, and pretty much reported it, and. Everything, you know, what's that legal term look for? Cooperating testimony, cooperating witness, um, evidence, right. I should say. All right? Right. That was right. before the bombshell that took place last Friday, right in front of the American people's eyes and ears, right in front of the chairman, Adam Schiff, who is chairing this impeachment inquiry, you just committed a criminal act right in front of his eyes and in the middle of the woman testifying whom you're targeting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what there, more do you want? What more do you ask for? And I'm like beating my head trying to figure out what in the blue hell is it with these Republicans that are still turning the blind eye and deaf fear, and you just had the freaking crime commit right in front of everybody's eyes and ears? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, that, to me, to me, this whole situation is just just blatant outrageous. That's and why. See, and, and, and to see and to see these and to see and to see these Republican senators. Continue to support the president, even though all this information that is coming out about him is damning you know, on every side of it. And um, yeah. let's talk about Lindsey Graham down here in South Carolina. Yes, South Carolina folks, Lindsey Graham is continuing his efforts to support Donald Trump in spite of the weight of this of this impeachment inquiry and all this information that's coming out against the president. And and if you go back back a few years, you go back one year ago when 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 Lindsey Graham said that Donald Trump was a xenophobic uh, uh, bigot and all that kind of stuff, and now they're on the best of terms with each other. If money involved in this situation, I, I definitely think some money is involved in this. 
Um, they are already saying that the president has a three hundred million dollar treasure trove uh, to 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 move forward with his campaign. So that's a lot of money. There's a lot of money moving around there in Washington D.C. One other thing that I want to say in this in my statement in that regards, um, the Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said the Trump's actions amount to bribery. In in her firmest comments yet on whether Trump committed an impeachable offense. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said his interactions with Ukraine amount to bribery. And so, folks, like like we've been saying here on the podcast in recent weeks and months, that there's so much that has been going on with money, with, with these Republican politicians, corporate influence. Now we have uh, political influence from a foreign adversary in, in relationship, and that would be Russia. And also, you you just think back a few weeks ago, we were Syria was in the headlines as well. You have the Russians that have made incursions into Syria, and now you have you have this money that is affecting everybody's mindset. They don't want to they don't want to say anything uh, uh, in reference to why they why they think the way they think. I, I, the reason why they think the way they think they don't they want the money. And they know they need that money to support their campaign. That's why they're not they're not going to budge on anything right now, Michael. I think that's the main reason why these folks are not moving. Um, but I think the money is not going to help. Um, what we're seeing is a blue wave that's happening right now. The blue wave is having tremendous impact on on decisions on decision making. We're seeing that we're seeing that as we speak, folks. Kentucky, Louisiana, yeah. Virginia. Uh, these these states are remaining blue. Virginia just turned over their entire government to blue. Um, Louisiana, Louisiana, the governor there um, won again, so he's a two-term Democratic governor. In spite of the president having a rally there and talking talking bad about this, uh, the governor of Louisiana, none of that stuff had any play with that. Um, what happened in in Kentucky is just a stark reminder of um, we better think the majority leader in the Senate, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, has a lot on his plate right now. Um, one thing that I will say, yeah. Michael, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure you agree with me that um, the 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 majority leader has been very 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 quiet in in these coming weeks. Um, one thing I'm a, one thing else I'm gonna share with you guys. Also, um, coming from the headlines, everyone, Kentucky's uh, um, Bevin Republican Governor Matt Bevin uh, conceded to uh, his Democratic uh, opponent Andy um, Bershears on Thursday, nine days after the election. Bevin and a, and a Trump ally made a dramatic announcement outside state, at his state house office on the same day of the election, officials across Kentucky Kentucky double-checked at his request, and so he has finally conceded his defeat. And so this reassures what's going on with the blue wave. Come on, Michael, talk to me. What are your thoughts, my friend? It's a, it's a blue wave and is also, I said this before, a referendum against Trump, all right? Every single Republican that continues to support this guy are feeling the effects at the end 
And just as I have pointed out with the Louisiana race, here's Trump stumping for a Republican, but then he puts himself on the ticket, says, come on, do it for me, do it for me. And you know how people are not, you know, taking that stuff anymore. And I got to give the American people a lot of credit, give them um, a big round of applause and tell them to take a bow. Because yes. you all remember the special oath which each and every person going into civil service or going into office after winning an election to support and defend the laws and constitution of the United States. Now, I can unequivocally say that these Republicans have not been fulfilling their oaths. And it seems to me that the people that are voting these Republicans out, they see and they hear what's going on, and they're voting in the Democrats who mm-hmm. have been aiding, who have been siding with the laws and the Constitution and living up to the phrase, no one is above the law, as Nancy Pelosi has stated. It seems the, um, the American people that are voting are right. fulfilling this oath, and they didn't even take the oath. They weren't even required to do it yet. So <laughs> seems like they are fulfilling the oath that the GOPs took and failed to withhold, to uphold. I yeah, I, I agree, buddy, because what's happening now is is they are exposing, they have exposed themselves and the speaker and everyone else, and Adam Schiff is definitely exposing everybody. And, um, and he's uh, a former prosecutor too, mind you. Yeah, and he is, and I'm telling you, he's laying the law like any, like no other, nobody's business right now. And folks, I want to apologize for stumbling over the intelligence committee chairman like that. Um, he's doing a, 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 a marvelous job getting this, getting all this information uh, to the American people with these public hearings. Um, one thing I want to also say, Michael, that 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 you've been talking about for for so long, um, how the GOPs are not um, 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 surrendering their their support of Donald Trump and and standing on their own. Why do you think that, Michael? Because they don't is 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 there a fear that reply there will be reprisal from Donald Trump if they don't support him, or what? What are your thoughts on this? There's been talk about this, and even there have been panelists on NBC's Meet the Press. There are political reporters. They have legal backgrounds. The thing is that Trump is a manipulator, and he always retaliates against those that do not show loyalty to him. You know, he comes up with this phrase of certain um, critics calling him never Trumpers. What the hell mm-hmm, is a never-Trumper? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the last time I checked, you look up and down in the Constitution. In no way, shape, or form is Trump's name mentioned or listed in that Constitution. So my two words right. is stop it. You know? And, and, I have, and I have to say, and I put this as a question of conscience for people to really look at themselves and pretty much look at these Republicans, especially if you're a Republican and you fit in this. Is your loyalty 
to the United States of America, or is your loyalty to Donald J. Trump? And if that question does not make sense to you, then please explain and go back to this female congresswoman, that's a Republican, that says we are not the party of the Republicans anymore. We are now the party of Donald Trump. You swore allegiance to an apparent cult and abandoned the American values, the American dream, the American laws and the Constitution that you initially took an oath and swore to abide by. That oath, ladies and gentlemen in service, is your boss. Not Donald Trump, but your oath. And people got to, you know, remember you know, remember that. You don't sell, you do not sell yourselves to a guy and let him run a, run a mock and then use you as a prop, per se. You know, that's not the way to go. And somewhere in shape or form, Murray, these Republicans are going to wind up learning the hard way. You should have paid attention to Michael Cohen's testimony. He's a Republican. He followed Trump blindly. And look at the price that he's paying. Look at the price his family is paying. Mm-hmm. And then now Roger mm-hmm. Stone has been convicted. He probably doesn't give two rat rumps right now. And he's going about walking like um, Richard Nixon. I said, I'm not a crook thing. He's making a mockery of it right now, but he's going to pay the price. And we're talking a couple of guys that were of um, Trump's inner circle. And I got to throw this one out also. Look how many Republicans now are starting to see the light. Look at Fox News. They are becoming divided now. You have people like Chris Wallace that's denouncing Trump. But then you got the people like Sean Hanley and Laura Ingram that's still supporting Trump. And but I you got to remember, Michael. One thing, one thing about this, you got you have a ton of those folks are leaving Vox News. You've had several major players right. who, have, who have been who have been with Fox News from the beginning. They have, they are all those folks are leaving now. Um, I'm not surprised that folks are leaving leaving in the capacity that they are leaving in. Um, one thing that I will say about this about this whole in, entire situation is that, is that we knew that they, at some at some point they were going to leave. Um, um, the other thing too that comes that 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 you can walk away from this situation is knowing uh, they may never return. They may still remain Republicans, but they don't want to be a part of this of this new Donald Trump Republican Party. And um, um, I agree with you on your last few state on, on the last statement that you was making about the GOPs, and it just seems to me um, there is so much angst amongst them now. Um, um, this the the Roger Strong conviction was major. Um, that yes. has that should have major impact in this inquiry as well. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen. And be awake, this. a major wake-up call, too. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, too. But we're going to see what's going to happen here in the in the coming weeks and days as we move into the the substantial evidence that 
that the Intelligence Committee has. Um, I don't think all this information has come out, Michael. I think it's coming out in little bits and pieces. And I think at some point when that information does come out, it's it, it's going to continue to it's going to continue to to, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for, everybody? Uh, it's going to continue, it's going to continue to shock us. Um, I am very shocked mm-hmm. by what's happening. I, I, I'm very shocked by what's happening, my friend. Um, I, I can't. Yep. I, I don't I know how to. I don't know how to tell you how how I feel about the situation. I just think this whole thing is just uh, uh, getting to be. Uh, uh, and some folks are using the word circus, and I'm not. I don't want to use that right now. Um, but I've been hearing other commentators say circus. This is an entire. Circus I right will. Now. I will. I will confirm this, and I put my foot down on it already. If you want to call it a circus, or you think it's a circus, or what's the other term, a kangaroo court. And if it's a kangaroo court, that's only because these GOPs want to keep hopping around, ducking and dodging accountability and the same laws, rules of laws and standards as we are all bound to be in compliance with. You know, it's always one of these special immunities and special privileges and just, you know, clear defiance. But I want to also give a little more insight to you, Mary, uh, Murray. Do you remember a gentleman by the name of Chuck Woolery? Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. All right. I remember Chuck Woolery, yeah. Chuck Woolery is a former game show host. He was the original host of Wheel of Fortune when it first premiered in the mid-'70s. It was him and Susan Stafford that were the original hosts. Chuck Woolery decided to leave Wheel of Fortune to pursue – a singing and acting career. He did host um, another game show called Scrabble for a little while, but was mainly into his um, singing and recording. Um, The thing is that he made a statement just the other day, and he's conservative. He's usually voted conservative. He initially supported Trump, and he said that he almost, threw his entire career away from supporting Trump, and then he had to stomp on the brakes, figuratively speaking, and make like no more. And he made a turnaround before his career hit rock bottom where it would seem like he could not get back up. So that's how damaging this was and how close he um, caused himself irreparable damage. That's how much bad news Trump is. So there's another Republican testimony, if you want to call it, in which there are more Republicans that are saying and seeing that this is not the Republican Party that I grew up with and have come to know. A Republican Party that may have difference in opinions on the politics of certain issues but never, never, ever be totally defiant or abandoning the rule of law and the Constitution and the American spirit of equal rights, equal accountability, equal justice, and equal protection. When people start 
thinking of me, myself, and I over we're in this together, you got problems. I agree a hundred. I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. Yeah, so there is hope. There is hope for this Republican Party, and I'm just hoping that those that are turning um, the 180 on Trump have learned. I'm hoping they learn a valuable lesson when it comes to um, everyday life, everyday business, and that we're all you know, American citizens, even those that are not American citizens. They're still human beings. They're not props, and no one should be treated as a prop. And it's absolutely reprehensible that this guy, Trump, after all this complaining about football players taking a knee during the anthem or others taking a knee during the anthem, and which was all in protest against him, and his policies, you're going to say you're disrespecting the military and disrespecting the flag. And then look what he does with the military. Turn around, stealing funds from them for his stupid war, defying congressional powers that have the power of the purse, defying Congress, defying the judiciary. And, oh, gosh. And then we already mentioned about him going to black colleges and trying to make, I won't use the word suckers, but I can't think of any other word, trying to put one over on um, the predominantly black colleges and, and the students there and the faculty saying, I know what you're going through because I'm going through the same thing with this impeachment inquiry. You know, you guys being railroaded in the justice system, and I'm being railroaded. How dare he make a false equivalency when he is just as much responsible and largely responsible for the criminal justice um, and the inequities that's going on. We haven't forgotten about the Central Park Five. We haven't forgotten about what he's done with the DACA, with the immigrants, with um, separating the families, tormenting and terrorizing the children. Look at all the uh, mass shootings that's been going on under his watch, and yeah. still being being in um, line with the NRA. Mm-hmm. Again, these are serious issues. The Ukraine stuff and Russia—that is just the top. That's you want to call it the cherry on top of a Sunday. But then look at everything. Within that Sunday, within that ice cream, you got domestic issues also that, how should I say, domestic issues and domestic laws and crimes, the domestic terrorism that's been going on under this guy and largely has been caused or led by this guy, Trump. So <laughs> we got evidence and crime stacked as high as the Empire State Building, if I can use that as a uh, figure of speech right now. That's how bad this is. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, that it's going to get a lot uglier, but the truth is coming forth. And one thing everyone's got to remember 
If they find this to be a circus or it's too much to handle, ask yourselves, where the hell were the Republicans during the first two years before the 2018 election? You had all this time to investigate and get the matter resolved, but you just kept... um, you just kept supporting Trump. You just kept handing him a blank check. And that's why I say you guys are just as guilty as he is for aiding and abetting a fugitive, a criminal, a terrorist. Need I go further? You know, I'm being civil. You're really talking on some things, and it, it, it's, it's, it's got me wondering why in the world we haven't gone down this road before. Um, one thing that I will continue to say to people is that as we move forward in this, we're going to keep discovering information in regards to what's going on with Donald Trump. Um, the world and the Rudy world, Giuliani. The world is continuing to watch. The world is the world is watching. Been watching ever since. Um, I don't think I don't think people understand the gravity of this. I really don't, Michael. I think I think they will over time. They will understand the gravity of what's going on um, with how 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 we allowed ourselves to continue to be like this uh, in light of things. Um, I don't know what else people need to to make a decision. I think we got we got what we want. We got what we need from this situation. I think we just. We just need to continue to to to, to um, focus on what's important from here forward, and and in, in that sense, we we can we we can get closure. What's going to be the major part of this closure is how people accept the truth, and right now the GOP side don't want to accept the truth because they don't want to hear "I told you so." That's why they're running from running from this situation. The other thing is, too, folks. As long as as long as the truth keeps coming forward, you're going to have folks stay in denial. That's the other part of all of this. And so uh, I don't know what else to tell you, other than other than let's get it together. I know let's what else. Let's continue I, to support um, the process. That's the main thing that we want to get out here. Yeah. Is let's continue to support the process. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, how else you can respond? Just remind these GOPs and others that want to keep tagging along with Trump or even aiding and abetting him. Understand this. We are giving you options. We're giving you the facts that's going on. We're being very informative. We always heard the phrase, if you see something, say something. And we are, therefore, saying things. We're giving everybody warnings. I want to use warnings. I would like to use the word advice, but it's strong advice given what we're facing here. You know, this, mm-hmm. this is we're in some serious stuff here in the the Supreme Court issues and the balance of the courts. That is a major issue as well. Our rights, our laws, our U.S. Constitution are all in jeopardy by a person who is using. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as a base for his own personal gain and his own criminal enterprise. And that cannot be tolerated nor excused by anybody. And those that do must be held to the same standard as 
He is. And if people cannot understand that, understand this. You're either going to be part of the solution or you're going to be part of the problem. And those that Mm. decide to turn a blind eye and deaf ear, I guarantee you, guarantee you, you are being part of the problem. And we're coming up with solutions to correct the problem and do so legally and civilly. No one is above the law. Bottom line. Hey, folks, this is the Community Call Podcast. We're on with Michael tonight, and we want to thank uh, Michael for sharing his commentary tonight. And i tell you what, Michael, uh, we, we we got a long way to go. And, and one thing that uh, I heard a statement today, and I know that this ain't going to go over well, but I'm going to share it anyway. And uh, here goes. Um, I had someone tell me today that African-Americans will continue to support Donald Trump because of the economic situation. And I think that you have African-Americans supporting him because of the way the job situations are. Um, There was a large group of African-Americans at that rally in Atlanta. Uh, He came to South Carolina to Benedict College where there were African-Americans. Uh, he has been places where African Americans. He's talking about the the, the African American Council for his reelection uh, that he wanted. To, he wants to establish. So when someone said that to me today, it was it was I was awestruck, and I remain awestruck because I heard that and I was like, okay, that don't sound too good. And it's kind Can of our part. Go ahead, Michael. I've seen some of the videos of that, of Trump trying to stunt for these African-Americans. And unless I'm missing something, or unless I'm mistaken, I do not see these group of African-Americans going rah, 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 he, 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 the way his base does. Now, perhaps they are sitting and listening, listening closely at what Trump is saying, but listening and studying the way you and I have been listening and studying him. You understand what I'm saying? It's like they're knowing, they're taking mental notes, but they already know about this guy. Now, granted, there are some African-Americans supporting Trump. Why? I do not know. I mean, it's going to have to come to a point in which this guy is going to throw them under the bus the same way he's thrown some of his own white people under the bus. And the people that have voted for Trump that are largely the factory workers like Carrier, they trusted Trump, and he ousted their jobs, a lot of them getting the pink slips and getting on the unemployment line. So if it happened to them, and we, the black people, are the ones that have been facing a bigger disadvantage along the same divisive lines of race and gender. People, 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 what makes you think you're going to benefit from the guy that has already targeted people like us to, for him to throw under the bus? Wake up, people. You heard of wake up and smell the coffee. It's Maxwell House time. It's chock full of nuts time. Time to wake up and smell that coffee. 
This is the United States of America, not Fantasy Island. I don't mean to be so blunt, but people are making serious, serious mistakes that have, could be lead to irreparable harm and damage. And I don't want to see anybody getting hurt. I don't want to see anybody getting used like that. And then some people have lost a lot now. The only thing they could do is just try to get back up on their own two feet, but they got to start over. They lost fortunes. They lost they lost homes. They lost their livelihoods. And then now they're right back on square one and trying to find another place to live, trying to find another job, only because they have been blinded by a cult that has just tossed them out. And then meanwhile, he's still walking about, making like he um, grabbed their fortunes and all that stuff. I mean, you've got to keep your eyes and ears open, ladies and gentlemen. Dot your eyes, cross your T's, as is said in the um, Gospels. And I know these Christian evangelicals want to keep bringing up the Bible, those that want to support Trump. I said it already. Jesus says, be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is synonymous of watch out for the chicken hawks. Well, folks, well, folks, here we are at the end of the show, and we want to thank thank Michael for closing us out with that because it's important that uh, we keep we keep our hands in the one that's going to carry us that's carrying us through this stuff. And um, I tell you one thing that I am I am continuing to do, and that's educate, provoke, and have people understand that we have to turn out in mass at the ballot box this time around. Um, as we close, oh, we hope that uh, that you were moved by this episode of the Community Call podcast tonight. We hope that you will come back and listen to us. We have finally worked out some things, and we hope that everyone will come back and be a part of this great this great community movement of the Community Call podcast. Uh, Michael, any part of words for before we begin a new week? Only thing I can say is everybody. Be careful. Stay safe. There's still a lot of violent stuff that's going on. We didn't even really touch base on some of the incidents that have been reported. But, of course, there were um, there was another school shooting or another mass shooting, I should say, and other um, violent acts of injustice. There's stuff that was going on in the football field, on the NFL game, and which is looking being looked at as a criminal investigation now. I know we'll touch base on that in the future, but people just stop and think before you make a next move. It could be costly if you make the wrong move. And like exactly. I said, be careful, stay safe, and stay tuned. Exactly, exactly. Hey, folks, we, again, this is the Community Call Podcast. We want to thank Michael for being part of the show tonight, and we want to thank my pleasure. For tuning, we, we want to thank everyone for tuning in. If, you have, if you're listening, we want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Community Call. We hope that everyone who is listening tonight will come back again and be a part of this great movement, the Community Call Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Murray Riley Jr. We want to thank, thank you for being part of this great episode. Michael? We'll see you again back here next week. Please, God.